0: I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And we are the two bearded ladies. It is December 15th, and this is our 25th podcast. 25th podcast. It is December 15th. Yeah. Christmas is in, like, two weeks. I hope you're enjoying your Christmas beer. I am enjoying my Christmas beer quite a bit. Marin brought me New Belgium Accumulation. Um, yeah, because it is... It has snow all over it. It does. It's a little, like, uh, what is that called? Airstream trailer with yeah. snow all over it. <laughs> Yeah. It is, a, it is an IPA, and I especially got that for Carolyn, because I know I'm not going to drink it, because <laughs> I don't like IPAs. I bought myself a dark chocolate ale, which is kind of like drinking baker's chocolate. It's amazing. Mm, yum. It's like a holiday cookie in a bottle. It is. It's exactly... You know what my... So I'm traveling, so I won't be here to do this, but maybe I will con... I'm probably going to try and con my mom into do some baking. And my favorite... One of my absolute favorite cookies, and I never make them because I eat, like, the dough before I even bake it, is the, those chocolate crinkle cookies. Yes. they are And they're, they're, they're refrigerator cookies, so you, like, refrigerate the dough and then you... Roll it into balls and then you roll the balls in powdered sugar and then you bake it and they spread out and then you get all these chocolate crinkles. Oh my gosh. But I could just eat that dough with a spoon. It's really delicious. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, my mom and I, my so my best friend flies in on Saturday because she's spending Christmas with us because if I was going to have to spend, and I say have to, like I don't like my family, but I love my family, but it's going to be all three of my siblings and their spouses and their children and my married parents and then... Wop wop <laughs> Me. So I was like, nope, I'm bringing a friend. <laughs> so I invited my best friend to spend Christmas with me. So she flies in on Saturday, and we're going to make cookies um, early in the week, because nobody else is coming until, like, Wednesday at the earliest. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I actually really... I I really enjoy spending holidays with my mom, because when I spend holidays with my mom, it's interesting because our like, our family is so spread out. So spread out. So, like, if I go to... Kansas City with my dad. I have at least my dad there. My little sister usually is there because she's still in, in college, so she'll be back for the holidays. And then my I have my mom's grandparents, my mom's parents are there. My um, dad's mom is one of my dad's. My dad's stepmom is there. And then oftentimes my aunts will fly in because that's their mom. And so like it's always a big family thing there. Like it's a big deal there, and like. But when I spend Christmas with my mom, and if we're not in Kansas City, then it's just like, me and her, and maybe my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, last year, last yeah. time I spent Christmas with her, we spent, we sat around, we got, like, a charcuterie board for Christmas Eve, and we we went to Whole Foods and got, like, fancy cheese, and fancy, like, salted meats, and, uh... Did you get fancy beer and wine as well? We did get a very nice bottle of wine. <laughs> okay. Two bottles, because that... I mean, she drank, like... A glass. (laughs) (laughs) Did you finish off the rest of the wine? Not at once. just checking. I mean... I mean, I'm not throwing stones, okay? (laughs) Like... No, I definitely drank more than she did. Let's just, like... There was there we didn't end up with leftover bottles so, at the end of the weekend. Listen, <laughs> I went to Rome this one time and we sat down for dinner and she ordered a bottle of wine and I ordered a bottle of wine <laughs> and somebody helped us back to our hotel. <laughs> I mean, I I still remember that night. It was a great night, and we did we did the annoy, the the most annoying tourist thing in the world, which is that we walked down the streets holding hands, singing "Roma, Roma, ma. <laughs> <laughs> what's your bad romance." Because, why not? The very first time I ever got drunk was in Barcelona in a very similar situation, <laughs> actually. I was 20, and I'm like, I'm such like, I'm such like a good little Hufflepuff. Like, I'm like, oh no, I don't really drink in the U.S. because I'm not legal. I mean, I didn't. Like, I know, I, and it wasn't even, it was, wow. I also had no real particular desire to. It's like, I would have like, I was like, alcohol, is gross. And then, I'm That's in tired. Barcelona, and we're at this pizza place. And, uh, they were like, do you want a bottle of wine? And we're like, my friend Jenny, who was with me, she drank and she was like, let's get a bottle. You you, just try it. We'll get a rosé. You'll like it. And this is back when I enjoyed the things that were sweet. And so we got this bottle of rosé, which was like 10 euro, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a good bottle. (laughs) We definitely, we definitely went and got like three three euro bottles Mm -hmm. after this. But like, and that, so we split a bottle of, and obviously I had no tolerance because I'd Never really drank so, like, two glasses of wine, I was obliterated. Oh, yeah, dude, no, obliterated. I was also really skinny then, I was like 125 pounds. Jesus, <laughs> so, yes, anyway. Um, so this is a hockey podcast. Oh, right, <laughs> oh, yeah, so hockey, <laughs> so yeah, the stars, mm, that's a They're team doing things, they are winning a lot, and they are winning a lot and then they lost a game. They did lo- they did lose the game. And they a lost game. a game in their effing division though is the part. Yeah. So they lost their last game to St. Louis. Um it was and we even, so and we, ha- we looked it up right before the podcast. We did. They've played 5 div- Central Division games. They've won 3 and they've lost 2. Which honestly is an above 5, you know, for from- is this 50% over 50%? You know, if we're, if we're going to get anybody in the Central Division for the playoffs, I would really like it to be Minnesota. And I say <laughs> that now, and then Minnesota's going to sweep us because I, I am a little rotten luck. But, like, they, we we, we played pretty well against them. Yeah, that's right. We've played them twice, and we've beaten them twice. We've beaten them twice. I would not want Colorado under any circumstances. <laughs> like, they're the worst team potentially, the, like, the second or third worst team in the NHL, and I'm just like, nope, we do not want to play Colorado. We I also just... don't ever want to come up against the Leafs. <laughs> For whatever reason, we cannot play against Colorado or the goddamn Leafs. What the fuck is up with that? Though I don't think we have any danger of running into the Leafs in the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> true, <best laughs> because it would be in the Stanley Cup Finals, and obviously that's not happening. Also, I'm here to keep make, make sure that our explicit warning needs to stay on every single podcast we put out there. I just don't change that button. Like, I said no, that button true. in the very first podcast, and I was like, I'm just... I'm, I'm always going to drop an F-bomb at oh, least once entirely. or twice. Entirely. <laughs> so. We're not sponsored. <laughs> Tam-Yak Tai. <laughs> Come at us, New Belgium. Or, where is this from? At Water Brewery? No, they're in Detroit. They're not going to sponsor a stars Not a stars podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, can you give back our GM? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, y'all got milled! This is from Colorado. Ah! Fuck <laughs> New Belgium! <laughs> Jesus! Whoa! Oh, we're drinking the beer of the enemy. <laughs> beer of the enemy. Uh, why didn't I get Texas brewed beers? <laughs> oh, they did not have a very large selection I'm of am sorry, I stopped. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm slightly, I'm honestly, I'm, I am slightly worried about Central Division play just because the Central Division is so good. Like, it's like... Us at the top, right? But then, like the next four teams, still all have like thirty-eight points. Well, yeah, but if you look at it, we're still at least eight freaking points ahead of the next highest team, right? But I'm just saying we've we've barely played our our division. I know it's everybody true. else has played generally more in the division than we have. Well, I don't know. I haven't looked at that. I don't. Know I haven't either. i I'm, I'm just assuming that they've all. Played a little bit more, and and I just, I just, you know, we're still right there at the top, and it just (laughs) makes me so happy. (laughs) I'm just so happy. So we are at 46 points. The Blackhawks are at 38, and I think the Blues are as well. If I'm the Blues are also at 38, and the Blackhawks hold the tiebreaker, which is hilarious. That must be relating to goals because goal differential because. They have yeah. the exact same. <laughs> I'm pretty sure goal differential is the first tiebreaker. My other favorite thing about that, though, if, while you're on the division, is that, you know, Western Conference, it's like Dallas 46 points, Blackhawks 38 points, Blues 38 points, and then you've got LA with 40 points, which is totally respectable. <laughs> and then the next two teams the at 30 points, and the Oilers also at 30 points. <laughs> What the fuck is going on in the Pacific this year? You wanna see something really beautiful? Da-da-da, da-da, 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 Look at where the ducks are! <laughs> and the ducks are still last in their diffusion. Last and they're actually. Da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> Third to the bottom in the entire NHL. Jesus Christ. On crackers. I know. Uh that's. Just the most beautiful fucking thing I've ever seen. I really do just not like the Ducks. (laughs) They're just the worst. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what else. So, uh, we do play St. Louis again several times, I think this even month. Would you like to know how many goals Ryan Getzloff has scored this year? Sure. It's one. (laughs) (laughs) It is one goal. One. Yay! You want to? Let's look at where Corey Perry is. Oh, he's gonna be oh. disappointing. He's at 10. Fuck him. But he only has nine assists. Because <laughs> Kiz isn't scoring anything. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, oh my god! What? Ryan Kessler only has 11 points. Good job, Ryan. You know what's actually really sad? I was, obviously I've been looking up a lot of Stamkos stuff because I went on a whole like rant about his contract extension. It wasn't even really a rant. It was more like a, like, just pay the man his money and let's get the fuck over it. Yeah. Type thing. Um, Is that Steven Stamkos at the time I was looking it up. No, I was looking up JT Brown's points. Okay. Steven Stamkos and and, uh, JT Brown at the time, at last Thursday, both had 10 points on the season. Wow. Wow. I would look at that JT on JT Brown this. is an RFA. Wow. Yeah. And I mean. Wow. Jeez. Which, okay, so shout out, because we were talking about awesome people to follow on Insta the other day. Awesome person you should follow on Twitter is, um, her username is at Lexi Lafleur. And she's JT Brown's wife, and she's hilarious and a giant nerd, and she posts all these giant nerdy pictures of, like, both of them doing cosplay. Like, they're huge Star Wars fans. Wait, who is this? Lexi LaFleur. It's JT Brown's wife. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, like, she's hilarious. Anyway, shout out to awesome people on Twitter that you should be following. Tell me what's wrong with that. Look at what team it's supposed to be. Oh. Well, I couldn't tell because they're all wearing blue. But yeah, that's bad. Tyler Bozak does not play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. No, neither does Brad Boys. NHL app, your app is ridiculous and useless. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. So I'm a little bit concerned about the Central Division. And so we had a question about the St. Louis game and I moved it up instead of our Oh yeah that was fine. section. And uh, Laura asks, "Why do we let the blues trick us into playing their style of hockey?" Um, this is something that we yelled about about a lot the last two seasons in general, because that happens with the Avalanche too. They mm-hmm. don't play they don't play the way they can play. they, weigh the, they play the way the team they're playing is playing. And I think it's an emotional thing sometimes. Yeah. We play those teams a lot. I know for a fact that Janie Ben absolutely loathes David Backus. I know. And <laughs> it's, while it's kind of delightful for me when we win, we didn't win this game. So mm-hmm. it wasn't quite as delightful. My, I, somebody said on Twitter, and I think it was, I think it was Aaron from Defending Big D, and I, I had mentioned that they were playing the same, like, they were playing the Blues game. Because if you think about it, Blues are all about defense, right? And, like, uh-huh. they tend to not let a lot of good chances against. And they didn't. We had a, we had a ridiculous low number of scoring chances against mm-hmm. that game. Which is not actually very usual for us. No! Considering on the season we're at about 32. Yeah. Per 60, five on five, that's is the highest in the NHL. Right. Um... High event game! <laughs> We're in the fun category! <laughs> we love ourselves some high event hockey. Do we love it? I love it. Mm. I'm like, anytime I'm watching a game... Like, I've been doing all this NWHL tracking right now, and I was like, all right, I've got to do this, you know, next weekend. I've got two games. Who am I going to pick? I'm like, I'm going to watch The Pride. That'll be a fun game, because they're just going to shoot the crap out of the puck, and it'll be a lot of goals. No, the Riveters figured out how to shut them the fuck down, and I was like, this is boring. Well, yeah, if you're trying to track it, I would imagine that not having to write anything down would be boring. But when you're trying to survive to the final buzzer... I love it. I love it. God damn. I love it. It's like a really good movie. Anyway. Uh, It's like one of those suspenseful movies where I just want to punch everyone in the face by the end or kick (laughs) them in the balls. I really wanted to kick all of the stars in the balls. Yeah. So anyway, against the Blues, we had, I think it was seven raw and then when you did it but in the purse 60, it was something like 13 scoring chances, then. four. And and to their credit, we actually did very much play a Blues-style game because we only let, I think it was something like 14 raw chances against. Yeah. Which translates to, it's translated to something like, because there were so many goddamn penalties in that game, only like 16 chances per 60. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really low. We're at like 27 for the year. Mm-hmm. 27. And so it's, it's huge difference in defensive play. We were really good defensively but it came at the expense of playing stars hockey. Yeah, and so I don't know why they let us trick. I, so and so Aaron's question on Twitter was, well, well, shouldn't shouldn't good teams also like the Blues because they are a good team? Shouldn't they be taking over the game anyway? And I was like, well, yeah, but they didn't. That was the problem. No, it's like after that first period, which they did. Straight up dominate. Yeah, Like, they were great in the first. Yeah, after that first period, it wasn't them dominating. No, it was stars. Yeah, it was stars dominating, but it was still us playing their style. Right. And so that's where kind of my problem was, is like, yes, good teams can force you to not be as good. As you are, or they can force your chances low, which is what they did in the first. But they also didn't keep the chances right, low in right. the second and the third. That was the stars, and that was the stars being reluctant to run and gun. Mm-hmm. And maybe it had to do with it being a back, you know, back to back, and the energy level and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure that. Because had a lot the game to me, against Philly was rough, as opposed to like the game, like the Minnesota game when we came back. From I didn't actually goals. get to watch the game against. Pittsburgh. I was at my work Christmas party which game against Pittsburgh? not Pittsburgh Philadelphia? Good God, I was, I was like, reading the next thing on <laughs> yeah I was like, no, no, no. I only got to watch the first two periods, but yeah. like I mean, it was very physical game, a lot of hitting, just like the blues game was yeah um, well i saw I saw I saw some gifts later, yeah, so whereas the game against Minnesota, the game prior to that hadn't been nearly as physical. And I can't even remember who they were playing. But, like, it was definitely not, like, as a draining of a game prior, so they probably had a little more left in the tank. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Jamie had probably said it best in his post-game quotes, and he was like, this is the kind of game that we're going to have to get used to playing. Yeah. Because he's already – I think he's already ready for the playoffs. Like, he's like, I want to get this done. Uh, well, yeah. No kidding. I mean, I haven't actually looked at sport club stats in a while, but – um there's the whole thing about how if you're in a playoff spot by Micah, Thanksgiving. Uh ineffective's maths playoffs prediction, Oscar points prediction has us at 107 points at the end of the season. Nice. Which gets us into the playoffs. It's, oh yeah. It's top Handily. in the centrals.
1: Um Handily.
0: so I unless something crashes and burns, we are going to the playoffs. Why don't you knock on wood right now? Please. Done. Because speaking of crashing and burning, Arizona, who is currently in a playoff spot, look how far down it starts where we're out. That's how far down it starts. <laughs> yeah, Arizona. Mike Smith. It was announced today had to get major surgery on core muscles. So I'm guessing something that with his sucks. abdominals. Which, hey, I feel really bad for him. But that also means that their number one goalie in Arizona now is Anders Lindback. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) All I think about when I think about Anders Lindback is the time that we traded him to Buffalo. (laughs) Because they did Because they wanted to tank. And somebody on Twitter sent me this tweet that was just like, you know that, what's the guy's name in Buffalo? Tim Murray. Tim Murray was like, that inability to stop a beach ball though. (laughs) You know what you're getting with Anders back. So he was unable to stop b balls. and then he wouldn't play for Buffalo. If he's actually better. It. I. There is there is definitely some truth to the the more you play, the generally the better you're going to be. No, for sure, but, for sure. But like every time we stuck him in net, he was being terrible. Yes. It wasn't even like. No, he's not a good goalie. No. Just, Just like, I mean, like Mike Smith isn't that great of a goalie, but. He's been better than Anders Lindback. He is better than Anders Lindback, <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in, in every other hockey city, something is going on other than in Dallas, where we're just like, no, we're just going to play we're the same. Just, we're just we're chill. Just, we're just cool. we chill. It's fine. That's cool. Uh, so the biggest news of the week, I think, was yeah. the Pens doing everything, really. The Pens did do everything. Um, a couple days ago, they fired coach Mike, Mike Johnston. With a T in there, which I always forget to type. Yeah, me too. And uh, his his assistant, and they hired the guy who'd been running the uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, uh, whatever their fucking affiliate is called, penguins. Are they really penguins? too? They're Wilkes-Barre Scranton penguins. Okay, sure. (laughs) I mean, I can't, I can't cast shade. I guess we got the Texas Stars What are you doing here? I feel, I felt. You know what it is? I'm thinking of the Hershey Bears, and I was like, aren't they the... But no. No, that's... uh, No, that's Caps. That's the Caps. Yeah, that's the Caps. Anyway, so they hired Mike Sullivan, who'd been head coach of the the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Pens, and the biggest thing for me, I was like, they already... They straight up signed him to a three-year contract. Like, they are like, hey, you, we think you're good for the next three years. Isn't that what they normally do when they hire a new head coach? I don't know, but I think it's a bad idea. I'm pretty sure that's what... Because there's no... There's no cap space for coaches, right? There's no cap space for your coaches, but you still have to pay out on that contract even if you fire him. No, it's true. It's true. And so, like, why not just hire him? Like, and I feel like actually, there's a lot of coaches probably that like come interim coaches that will like, come in and t- sign true. a one-year contract true. just no, for the end true. of the year. Uh, yeah. Like, um, uh, it does seem strange that uh, they who was that missing? guy in in Toronto? Horachek, right? He was only coaching for that interim, and then they were looking for another coach. <laughs> that was a poor choice on their part. Well, yeah, Why would right. You bring the guy up from the Panthers and think he's going to do much better for you. Point is, he didn't mm-hmm. sign a three-year goddamn contract. True, true. And so I feel like he, because he was from the Panthers. It would maybe not have because, gone well. Maybe because he was in their, they, he was in their organization. I don't know. I'm yeah, just, I'm grasping at straws here. I think you're right. Well, and, and the the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Pens have been doing really well. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like... maybe they feel like they know what they're getting. Kind of like bringing in John Cooper from the Syracuse Crunch when, right. he, when he was hired by the Lightning. So I was just like, okay, there, guys, slow your roll. Slow your roll. But. You know, here's hoping that turns around, because one of my favorite people in the hockey world is now a penguin. That trade makes no sense to me whatsoever. So it makes a little... So Well, it's all about... I mean, it's clearing cap space, I get it, but it's It's still, actually... So we're talking about last night, literally, <laughs> as we were coming home from dinner. I got three tweets and a text about <laughs> Everybody wanted me to know. Rob Scuderi, the Penguin. Yes, that Scuderi. Yes, that one. The uh, the, the, one. Pittsburgh <laughs> the Pittsburgh Scuderies. I'm just kidding. I don't know where he's from. <laughs> I used him, and I, I was—I did my presentation for the RIT Hockey Analytics Conference, and like the large bulk of my research was going into people who were UFAs and then ended up being bad contracts, and like looking at their their numbers prior to signing. Uh. I used him twice. <laughs> yeah, he's not a good. Not a so good anyway, that Rob Skuderi, who was bad enough that I got to use him in a presentation twice. Uh, as a what-not-to-do <laughs> uh, contract, was traded from the Penguins last night to the Blackhawks in exchange for Trevor Daly. Yeah. And the Penguins retained salary on that one. And the Penguins retained, I think, what, $1 million or something like one $1 or $1.3, something like something that. Something like that. It was like a third of the salary. Yeah. So, yes, it was slightly a clap, cap spirit Uh, clearing move but apparently Trevor Daly asked for the trade yes no I saw that I saw that he asked for the trade because he didn't like his usage well and honestly like remember a couple weeks ago uh, we got that question and I did it for a mailbag and it was somebody was like well can you tell me more about Trevor Daly because he has not been great yeah (laughs) and his usage was drastically different yes. than what it was in Dallas. So I mean if you he's only thirty, he's not like, you know, some slow dude who's He's can't not keep Rob up. Scuderi, he's who not is thirty-six <laughs> years old thirty-seven? I don't know. Thirty he's either thirty six or thirty seven because he's gonna be paired with Roosevelt, who is either thirty six or thirty seven, and their combined age is going to be seventy three. They will have a combined age of seventy three on that line. I actually have his his numbers right here because I did that chart today. Rob Scuderi is currently 36. Okay, then Roosevelt is 37. There you go. Either way, it was one of those things, like, so when, obviously when Daly played with us, he was, you know, 2D, basically, after Klingberg got here, but 1D before then. Yeah. First pair versus second pair. But he was playing an average of 23 minutes a night. Right, and he was 18, five on five, right? Yeah. And he was also our number one power play unit. Right. Or yeah, before Klingberg got there, he was number one player play. And when I looked up his numbers, his five on five numbers for the Blackhawks, he was down to sixteen minutes, 15-16s. fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, that's not fifteen minutes tonight. night. He probably got even worse once they got a couple other yeah. guys back. Once Keith came back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like, that's drastic. Yeah, that's a and big I can understand being a little bit like I'm. I don't bro. This. I'm thirty. Yeah, like, yeah. So. I got 19 points last year and you won't even put me on your goddamn power play. Yeah. like, Because that's one thing he actually is pretty decent I at. I know. Well, I was looking at his hero chart and his hero chart for point productions is like off the charts. Yeah. His shot suppression is not that great. No, but, no, but his... He was doing fine, though, in the Blackhawk system. I've got yeah. Daily right here, too. So yeah. there's the Blackhawk system. Backwards, Good. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, he was doing fine in the Blackhawks. Not Hawks. even in the fun range, but just the good range. But just the good range. And, like, his offensive production hadn't dropped at all as far as scoring chances yeah. for. And so it's like... What are you doing? What are you doing? So this just... I Like, a minute I saw it, I was like, how does it feel to know that Jim Nil won the Sharp trade twice? Feels really, really good to because know Because at that this Nill. point, the Blackhawks traded Patrick Sharp and Stephen Johns... For Ryan Garbutt, at half salary, and Rob Scuderi. God, that's hilarious. At two-thirds salary. That's hilarious. That's so great. I, you know, honestly, I'm just going to laugh my way into the Stanley Cup (laughs) (laughs) final. Yeah, yeah, you better. I am, I am. All right. (sighs) So... Let's think. Is there any other shenanigans going on that we need to be talking about? Just holiday shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. In the holiday spirit, what are your holiday wishes? What do you want to happen for us this holiday season? Um, Well, I mean, I would really love them to release another video of the stars doing Christmas carols. Mm. That's a good wish. Um, because we now know. So I, Jamie Ben knew all of the reindeer last year. Okay, not everybody. Not everybody picked up on that. But I was like, no, excuse me. Nobody else in this room knew all the reindeer, and Jamie Ben did. So, and not even the one who has kids on that line. Knew all of them. And I was like, nope. Jamie Ben knows all of the reindeer. That's kind of weird, right? Nope, he knew them all. So like, Jason Demers. God bless his everything. Yes. Uh, told us all about Jamie's obsession with the holiday. And I feel like it's one of those things you probably have to take with a grain of salt because it's Jason Demers. But I mean, like, I'm not saying I believe that George, that Jamie has, like, a Christmas train that runs around the street. <laughs> but, like, I totally believe he watches Elf on repeat. Oh, entirely. Come on. So. He definitely seems like the kind of guy to, <clears throat> A, enjoy Will Ferrell, and then, B, enjoy Will Ferrell being, like, great with, like kid-friendly Will Ferrell. Yeah. Him. And he also apparently watches The Grinch Who Stole Christmas on repeat, and I'm kind of like, I need them to do, like, one of those Ask Me Anything things for him on, on Twitter. Because <laughs> he would never knew it. He would never. But I need to know if it's Grinch Who Stole Christmas original, or Christmas, Grinch Who Stole Christmas Jim Carrey. <sighs> because if it's Jim Carrey, I think a little less of him. But I guarantee you it's Jim Carrey. I know, but I don't want to believe that. It's actually that <laughs> So, your holiday wish is that Jamie Ben has an appreciation for the classics. For the classics. <laughs> and I also need to know if he cries when the Grinch's heart grows three sizes. Who doesn't? I believe that he does. I believe he does too. So, my Christmas wish is for more Christmassy things from the stars. My Christmas wish is that Alexiak or Nemeth, but preferably Alexiak, finds a good forever home. <laughs> <laughs> not with the stars. And that we get a third round or second round pick for him. Yes. Though that's a reach on the second, but it's a wish. Right? It's a wish. If this is a wish, it's a wish, it let's, let's just throw out a first. I'm just kidding. No, it no, never no. Happens. <laughs> I mean it's Jim Nell. <laughs> Dear Santa. Dear okay, Santa. Jim Nell. I would like a thir- first round pick that is not lottery protected. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Christmas list. Ta-da! Yeah. Uh, We actually do have a ton of reader questions this time. We do. So I'm going to go ahead and let you start. That way we don't go like an hour and 30 minutes on this podcast. Okay. So I read the first one? You read the first one. Amanda Please 50 says, okay, this isn't really a question, but I was listening to not the most recent, but the podcast before that from November 17th. Thank you. I think... And you talked about drifted compatible duos. I'm not saying these two are more th- compatible than Jamie and Sagan, but I can't believe you forgot Obi and Nick Backstrom. Just had to add. Thanks for being awesome, ladies. Um, <coughs> I will go ahead and confess that I really rarely ever watch the Eastern Conference, and so you're right. I did forget Obi and Nick, but that's I I know that they're a pair, so I don't know why I forgot them. Like I've heard a lot about them and about like why they are both amazing, and it's because they play together. So, you're right. I forgot them. I'm sorry. I actually looked at their Wowies recently, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, is Nick Backstrom really the play creator or whatever for, for Obi? And, in fact, I actually just did Obi's like, scoring chances chart, and, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> He was doing fine, but the biggest change actually for Ovi and and Backstrom right now has been adding TJ Oshi to that line. Yeah. has just shot it through the roof. Although we're mad at TJ Oshi right now, I that's another thing that happened to the Penguins. Oh, oh yeah, but we're gonna get to that. We'll question get to later. that. Uh, but yeah, so like I think I think honestly like like the difference between. Backstrom being added to Ovi, because Ovi was there first, and the difference between, like, Sagan being added to Ben is, like, there's a very clear delineation of when... When, ben, when Sagan got yeah, to the stars, for sure, for sure. whereas you can't necessarily tell so much with, with, with Baxter yeah. joining the. Well, so that notes, they're not as compatible. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that they're not compatible. I'm just saying that, like, there's probably somebody out there for Ovi who might be slightly better for him. Like when like when Riley found Mako versus well, yeah, but, Riley drifting with his brother. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're talking about TJ Oshie coming in, maybe they're like the Chinese triplets. Ah! That's, a That's a good line. It's a good line. It's a good line. Okay. There was just one thing missing. <laughs> your turn. Um, Ryan asks, name your favorite star, stat, and shenanigan." Well, my favorite star is Jamie Benn. It's clear. Obviously. Or Jim Nil. Yeah. My favorite star is Jim Nil OBS. Um, but the one that actually plays on the ice right now is probably Klingberg. Yeah. I just really like how he plays. And I love like I've been watching obviously all this NWHL stuff. And so like every time I see Emily Falter, like basically literally at one point they were on a penalty kill. She steals the puck, goes behind her own net to try and get away from people, manages to bring it up along the boards, go all the way around the other net, (laughs) try for a goal, miss, collect the puck again, and then just keep circling (laughs) until somebody else takes it away. That's her heart. (laughs) I was like, tiny blonde defenders. (laughs) Uh, So those are my favorite stars. Um, I don't know, my favorite stat, gosh. I'm really into scoring chances right now. What's the one that proves that Jordy Ben is the best defender for his money and his usage? I mean, for that one? I don't think there was a really great name for him, but it, but there's a lot of stats that say you're getting paid very little for the work that you do. Well, to him. whatever one that is. I mean, he comes out. Oh, well, what's that D-Corsia thing? Dcourcy is the uh, shows that you are outperforming the expectations of your role. That's what I was thinking of then. Yes. Dcourcy. Dcourcy loves Geordie Ben. That's what and I love D Courcy. <laughs> <laughs> uh shenanigan. What's your favorite shenanigan? <laughs> Did you see that the Dallas oh. Stars now have an official Dallas Stars rubber duck? I did see that. <laughs> That's my favorite shenanigan. <laughs> I think my favorite shenanigan this year has definitely got to have been uh uh bunch mocks. Yeah. Bunchmocks gate. Oh. That's the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. I'm never gonna stop talking about it. Never. I'm never gonna stop making appropriate jokes. Or inappropriate <sighs> jokes. Vinny VD. <Vinny>. Bunch <sighs> mocks. Yep. All right, Beardious Ladies, this is from Anonymous. What is the deal with the NHL not marketing internationally? I feel like they are the worst at it out of all the major sports. I don't see how that's true, but whatever. It seems weird that they spend so much time trying to attract new fans via increased goal scoring, but they kind of stay in the same damn market. Is there a reason for this that you guys know of? If you guys were the queens of international NHL marketing, what would you do? Um, Okay, so I haven't really... I haven't looked at sports marketing in other countries, but like the NFL, is it really that they, ha- great they play? A, they play a game in London every year. Do they? Oh yeah, at Wembley Stadium, every year. It gets I, like filled to the brim. Well, no, I mean, I don't pay attention to the NFL in this country, so. Yeah. No. Um. Honestly, like I'm just trying to. I think. I think that's actually a pretty accurate claim. Like, there's. Um. All right, you answer this uh, question, I'm going to go get another beer. Do you want another? Sure. Um, oh, well, so here's my thing. Like, I think about the NBA, and I think they always manage to field some decent teams in the Olympics that are not from the U.S. And since the NBA is, like, like, since basketball, like, started in the U.S., obviously the U.S. is going to be pretty dominant, but, like, there's a, there's a lot of basketball players these days from other countries that, like are and they starting play for the San Antonio Spurs. That's true. Um and I, I I was thinking specifically of Parker <laughs> actually. Like I was like France actually has a team, yep. right? Um and it's Parker, not that tenobly. And it's not that other countries, you know, don't participate in the NHL in hockey uh, or in hockey in the Olympics or things like that, but like the MLB, like it's never guaranteed that the US is going to win in ho- in baseball in the Olympics. Like Because all the, like, a lot of the Latin American countries, and obviously Japan has a fantastic team, and, um, and, you know, there's a lot of teams that go over play for inter, you know, exhibition games. Okay, so talk about what the NHL could be doing differently. Well, um, what they could be doing differently. Honestly, like, I just, well, I'm kind of, like... Curi- like, I don't know exactly what they're doing, because the other thing about it is, right, there are a lot of countries, but they're mostly uh, Eastern Europe countries or Scandinavian countries that participate a lot in hockey, and they all have their own leagues, right? So, like, why, what, so I'm assuming what the, the core market that's being missed out on is Western Europe, like, France, like, the UK, like, Spain, and we things like that. Player. We have a French player. yeah. There are two French players in the entire league. There are also only two Norwegian players, speaking of Scandinavian countries. Really? Yeah. Zuccarello and... Some other dude. They met after a game that they played against each other, <laughs> where Zuccarello lost. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was the low Norwegian for a while. I thought Hags was Norwegian. No, he's... Uh, Swedish. Swedish? Okay. Yeah, so that's actually... That's straight. Like, I feel like they're... Really, I mean, I believe you. I'm just a little shocked because there's so many Swedes. Mm-hmm. I would have definitely thought, and there's a ton of Finnish players too. Like mm-hmm. there's a decent. I would. Have, a lot of them play for the Stars. <laughs> well, three of them. <laughs> a lot of them play goal. <laughs> yeah, they all play goal. Um, I would definitely have thought Norway had more, but Not just two. then there's actually I think there's only there's like three or four Danish players too. Um, I don't know. A- but Dan- Dan- Denmark is a Daneland. Denmark, Daneland, because we're in <laughs> Uh Denmark is a much smaller country. The land of Danes. The land of Danes. Uh, so, what would I do about those particular markets? Honestly, I don't know. There, those are such football-oriented countries, and like that's soccer, soccer-oriented countries.
1: That do you know
0: what country. You're in? I do, but I'm not talking about that country. I'm trying to speak her native language. Yeah, where she's from. I don't, but they probably call it football. <laughs> Maybe there's a 99% chance that they call it football. There's only I think one other country that calls it soccer in the world. Anyway, so the point is, they're mostly soccer slash football oriented countries, and to try and divert an audience from that, especially if it is not a ice, wintry kind of place. Like, obviously the UK gets really cold weather, but it's not, like, usually, like, a big snowy, icy thing. It's usually... Usually it's pretty gross. Like, it's, like, sleety, rainy. Yeah, but sleet is ice. No, but it doesn't freeze. Like, it doesn't make, like, a beautiful pond-type stuff. No, that's true. That's right. You can't play pond hockey on it. Yeah, it's, it's... that's and I think that's a lot of the it, I would market it almost like you market hockey in the South. Yeah, honestly, like why don't we have any Icelandic players in the NHL? That's what I need to know now. Probably because they all saw Mighty Ducks 2 and got scared. <laughs> probably so. So yeah, I would probably, you know, it's it's hard to build a fan base for something if you don't also build the kind of the cult following of the sport by the way there are leagues in there are. Britain yes i've seen like pictures and stuff but they're and um there's what's his name and australia has it what's the, what's the guy's name who has the funny twitter presence and punches people oh uh biz 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 nasty paul bisanet Played played in Wales. Wales played in Wales, Wales. and he, they like they loved him, and they want him back. And I just I find that hilarious. He was on the longest point streak of his life playing in that. No league. wonder <laughs> they loved him. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just think it's it's hard to build a fan base for anything, and this is true of hockey in the south too. Uh, for if you don't start at a local kind of grassroots level, trying to build an appreciation for the sport, right? So. And then you run into this big thing about hockey, which is so goddamn expensive, to get kids to play it. Like, it, you run into a lot of those things. So, limited rinks already there. No one's going to build in an investment if they're not going to plan on bringing in Where a Were they talking money. about that when they were talking about, um, sh- I've had too much to drink already. I can't remember anybody's name. <laughs> Andrzej Kopitar. Yes. When he was going into the Olympics and they were talking about how few rinks there are in Slovenia. Is that where he's from? Yes, he's Slovenian because Hossa is Slovakian, and they don't play on the same team. Okay. Well, they were talking. He's not Czech. I just no. I, I know that. I, know. I just remember hearing at during the Olympics about like the fact that there were only like a very very small number of rinks in the entire country, and mm-hmm. like the fact that they actually qualified for the Olympics was amazing and. I believe it. I believe it. Slovenian. He is also the first Slovenian-born player to play in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, They Slovenia and Slovakia always confuse me. Confuse me because they not only have a very similar name, but they also have a very similar flag. Did he? Mm -hmm. I've never looked at them. At one point, I got really bored at my old job. Well, when I say I've never looked at them, I probably have at some point. Well, no, I attempted to memorize all the flags of the world at one point. Did you know? That you didn't really do a lot for that job, did you? I had a really great assistant manager. He helped <laughs> me memorize things. <laughs> I had a great team. I was just like, guys, go do this one thing. And then they would go do it. And I would check up on it. And it would be done. And I was like. So you just sat in your office men- memorizing flags. And countries of the world. <laughs> I have a much better grasp on geography than your average American these days. Uh, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, you know, there's other countries. That are <laughs> than everybody else. I feel like a lot of hockey. Pl- I don't feel like a lot of hockey players are probably better than a lot of people because. Well, I would. I would say a lot of sports fans are, but that would be wrong too. I don't know about a lot of hockey players being better at it than others. Oh, uh, well, hockey fans! Just because hockey fans. their okay. Their teams come from such disparate places. I feel like they could at least. I don't know. I know where Finland is. I don't know if the average hockey fan could differentiate between on a map. They could probably point out where Scandinavia is. I can guarantee you they could do that. But I don't know that they could correctly label which one is Finland, which one is Norway. You know what? I've watched too much of that, like Jay Leno on the street. You're right. Nobody. No. Fuck it. Yeah. Stop giving us credit. People don't have maps. It's true. Do you remember that? Did you see that video about the like them asking? Somebody going up for, like, Miss Teen USA or something. <gasps> this South Carolina? Yeah. Some people don't have maps. Because <sighs> they're asking her about, like, people not being able to correctly identify the United States on a map. Oh. And her whole thing was about, well, some people don't have maps. And so I would just make sure that everybody gets educated. Ah. <laughs> she was very scared. And her answer was ridiculous. No, my recent map thing is about, um, I've, been re- I've been watching the, for the first time, because I've never seen it before, West Wing and you've never seen it before i'd never seen it all of those references are sold now (laughs) well i lived them so at least they're at least i have some i have some really good cultural touch points and it's actually the 9-11 episode is really interesting have you gotten there yet no no no, i'm still like early in the third season you can stop after season four because five six and seven are shit i'm sorry but, so, anyway, my favorite ones, or one of my, like, my, my touchstone for maps right now is, uh, in season two, Big Block of Cheese Day. Yes! Yes. And the season, and, and CJ, who is the press secretary, go, like, the whole point of Big Block of Cheese Day for other people who haven't watched The West Wing, who, which you should, apparently up until season four. It's yeah. It's on American Netflix. It's probably on other Netflixes. Um.
1: I think it's
0: on Prime as well if you don't have Netflix. There you go. Uh. Big Block of Cheese Day is this whole thing where they basically let in, the the senior staff has to entertain all these meetings with uh, groups that would otherwise never get to see the White House, or time of day in the White House. And it's this this, the whole egalitarian concept of governing, right? And uh, they never get to see the president, but they get to see all these staff members. And so CJ, who is the press secretary and my current, you know, hero... Um, Do you know who started... Big block of cheese day. Andrew Jackson. Do you know what uh, which number president he was? Because it's right here on Wikipedia. I feel like he it's was... under 10. Just guess. Eight? You're close. Seven. Ah. He had a two-ton block of cheese in the White House foyer from which everyone was welcome to eat. It symbolized the openness of the White House to the American people. Toby Ziegler, my f- friend of my heart... Dorisaloo refers to this day as throw open our office doors to people who want to discuss things that we could care less about (laughs) day. Anyway, so in season two, CJ's meeting is with the cartographers for social justice club. Yes. And it's actually really fascinating. Like that, that was kind of the point of the episode is that they were, they were pointing out how our perception of power and importance is shaped by the visualization of the map. Well, and that, I mean, it makes sense because when I was watching it, I was like, I mean, when you look at it on a globe, yes, it's a little bit more obvious that, like, Greenland isn't as big as the entire United States. Right. But, like, when you're looking at it on a flat map, which is what you're looking at most of the time on, like, the wall in your classroom or in your geography textbook or whatever, like, all of the countries at the top are really enormous and all of the countries at the bottom are super small, Mm -hmm. which is not actually how it is. Nope. Not at all. Anyway, um, back to international marketing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Right. Um, so that's a thing. What would I do? Oh like, I can't believe we slowed it into this question. I mean, honestly, I don't think I would do anything. I don't think there's a market. That's the problem. Like, I, I hate to see it. But to invest money in something you tend to expect eventually, usually within five years, to have some sort of return or some sort of trend in the right direction. And I think with Western Europe especially, that it would take a lot longer to see those kinds of returns. So if I was in an NHL job, I would probably not make a whole lot of effort. That said, I don't think it's unrealistic to maybe see if the NHL would do some sort of exhibition game in London. They've done that in the past, haven't they? There's a whole video about the penguins going overseas. Right. So I don't think that's I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Right. I think that's something that they could do yearly without a whole lot of investment, stuff like that. But yeah. like actually marketing the game uh-huh. like hardcore would require a lot of money and I just don't think they'll do it and I don't think it would be at the moment the right time to do it. Makes sense. I think I think you would want to build a better base in the countries that already have a vested interest in hockey or a burgeoning interest in hockey, like Slovenia, like Slovakia, right? Um, things like that, and and fucking Norway. They have no two players in the NHL. It's Norway. They play they play hockey in Norway. So like that's where I'd probably focus my money yeah. if I was in the NHL is building a better relationship with those leagues that already exist, um, and. You know, just making sure that we have good heart, hot, good, steady hockey markets and good steady hockey product coming out of that. Makes sense. Is this it my turn? Uh, no, it is my turn oh. to ask this question. Sorry, I talked a lot about maps. Um, our question from our good friend Steve. Um, I actually did label it that way. I I, yeah, I Steve. know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, a char- what is the character from Star Wars that best represents Jamie Ben. My pick is Han Solo. That's Steve's pick. Uh, Steve, you are a good friend. Um, but... Your wait, pick- wait, let me put my pick in there before you tell me how wrong I am. No, I'm just gonna tell him his pick is wrong. Okay, well, okay, but now you're gonna tell me how my pick is wrong. Okay, okay. I had said, and I wrote this in our notes prior to the podcast, because we sort of sometimes do prep work for this shit. Uh, we mostly don't. In mm-hmm. fact, we literally were talking about how much prep work we do not do before this podcast. It's true. Um... We looked up our Central Division record. Okay, thank you. That was it. (laughs) And what number of podcasts are on. We always have to look up what number of podcasts are on. It's true. It's true. Um, So, I had written in my notes, I was like, well, it's obviously going to be Luke. Because he, and I forget exactly where I was thinking about it, but he was like so fresh-faced and like, like dopey looking all the time. And that's why I went with Luke. I didn't mean to spit on you, but I was laughing really hard. Um, here's why it's not Luke. <laughs> and here's why it's not Han Solo. Uh, it's, it, not, no, it's definitely not Han Solo. It's definitely not Han Solo. And it's not Han Solo because Han Solo is a loner, like a fly by the seat of his pants kind of um, shoot first, ask questions later. And Jamie Ben, it is Han Solo Patrick Sharp. Han Solo is Patrick. Yeah, that's actually a good fit. Hansel is Patrick Sharp and I would say Luke the problem with Luke is Jordy Ben Chewy. no um what the about Patrick okay is. okay the Patrick calm is. yourself calm yourself <laughs> Luke Jamie Ben is not Luke because Luke is an idealist and Luke is like also way too whiny to, no this is fair to, to be Jamie Ben my pick for Jamie Ben is actually Chewbacca really yeah My pick for Jamie Ben is Chewbacca because he is fiercely loyal, very quiet and stern, also, like, kind of a, you know, uses his gun and his fists to prove his points and and, and what he does on the battlefield because he can't actually talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) That's my pick for Jamie is Chewbacca. Question number two. Okay. Is Sagan Leia... Yes. Has to be rescued from the evil empire of the (laughs) group. Comes into Dallas. (laughs) Becomes a badass in the rebellion. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Sagan is is definitely Princess Leia. Yeah. Done. Done and done. Done and done. So yeah, that's my pick. I like it. Thanks. I like it a lot. I, I didn't want to tell you before. No, I, that was a good pick. It was a good pick. So who is Jordy? R2D2. <laughs> well, if Jordy's R2D2, that makes Jason Demers, uh. C3P. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It's totally true. One of them talks. Lindsay Rock is totally Yoda, too. Yep. Uh, Now that I... Now that we have all these Star Wars feelings, let me ask the next question. No! Okay. (laughs) I just have a lot of feelings right now, but that's a good idea. Okay. (laughs) This is how I felt that time that I had to cast The Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a rather random question, but if you've seen the movie The Martian, which player or players do you think would be the most likely to make it home? Kevin? Yeah, entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Yoki Paka will eat some potatoes. He probably knows how to make a lot of potato-based things. He probably does. I, I can see that being a thing. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this feels like the, when we tried to do, like, the Hunger Games, and we were just like, and <laughs> Roth. Yeah. He's, he's like a <laughs> sneaky motherfucker, come on. It's like, who would be able to survive on potatoes alone? It's got to be one of the young guys, because... Young boys don't know how to eat in the first place. It's They're true. probably just surviving but on you know, potatoes. Like, I don't know if this is true, but I keep seeing that thing on Tumblr going around about how you can get every single nutrient you need out of a potato. No, it's entirely true. That's, so, so, there like, you go. So like, um, and, and to be fair, I, I will admit, my, my geography might be pretty strong, but my Irish history is not. But part of the whole like Irish and potatoes and the famine thing is that a lot of people were sustenance living... On potatoes yes. because you can get so many nutrients from them. Yeah. And um so when the potato famine hit or and, and the famine hit, like so many people who had been already disenfranchised starved. Yeah. Because they weren't getting any of the nutrients they already were. No, That's a dis- sorry to bring us down. On that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, I, I feel I feel pretty strongly that uh Yokipaka could do it. He seems like a smart cookie, too. Um I just don't feel like any of the kids who lived in, like, billet housing would really be all that good at it. Because they're not taking care of themselves anyway. Let's be real. Klingberg would be a goner. Alexiak would also be a Oh, goner. totally gone. Sorry, boo. Love you, but... I think I feel like Jamie and Jordy might be able to because they never lived, as far as I can tell. Well, I mean, he might have when he went to go play. In I feel like Jordy could. Kelowna. Well, if Jordy could, Jamie could. Only if he was with Jordy. If he was with Jordy. I feel like Jordy could. Jordy is basically a lumberjack. Yeah. And to be fair, martian the Martian takes place on Mars. But does it really? Really? Is that right? how that happened? right? Good at geography. <laughs> <laughs> what region of Mars was it? They actually say that in the movie, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you they mm-hmm. tell you it's in a crater. Um no, uh I feel uh, yeah, Kevin. was it near the Mars archives from Mass Effect or I'm not blade Mass Effect. Okay. Sorry, I cannot answer that question. Well I'm just saying if he could have made it to the archives he probably would have been fine. They had water and food there. Pretty sure that took place after the Martian. That's true. There was no there was no, no one the here. archives were there before because the Protheans built the archives. The Martian took place in like twenty thirty. No, I know. But the Protheans built the archives fifty thousand years ago. Oh, well this wasn't a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Uh, Next question, since we're going like an hour and a half anyway. Uh, (laughs) What is the point of Joe Ben having a hilariously huge puppy if he isn't going to spend the internet with pictures? Please discuss. That question is from Chuck. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but the Bens are actually pretty private people. Mm Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's given us as many pictures and videos as he has is actually kind of amazing. What we really need is for him to move in with Jason Demers. And then we will get pictures of his dog. I dogs. seriously just cried a little. That would so amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I just want pictures of him. Could you imagine the shenanigans that would get thrown down at that household? I can't. Or maybe if Jason Demers just moves in with Jason and Jamie. Jordy and Jamie. He's got a big enough house. He's got a big, I'm sure he does. I don't actually know how big his house is. Well, but he, I he lives down the road from Mike Madonna, and I know Mike Madonna's house is huge. Yes, that is true. I've seen pictures of Mike Madonna's house, because those were online. Yes, they, 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 that whole article when they were like Tyler bought Mike Madano's house and he's redoing everything and I, I was like flipping through the pictures of it and I was like yeah you're redoing all this because this looks like a family lives here yeah <laughs> there's a child's room like, yeah this kitchen has like white cupboards mm. <laughs> it's like this is not a bachelor no. pad uh, I also have been watching a lot of HGTV recently. Who doesn't watch HGTV? It's- I don't know. That's weirdo weirdos don't. I'm I'm in love with the Property Brothers. Well, one of them, but that's how it always goes with the Property Brothers. They're identical twins. No, there's definitely a hotter Property Brother. Which one is hotter, you? The Lumberjack one that uh- was. <laughs> Why did I mask? <laughs> Divide women like you can divide women who are attracted to men into two groups. Like there is there are the there are the Drews and there are the Jonathans, and like never the two shall meet. No, I'm totally on the lumberjack side too. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know. Like, what f- you're t- like physically though, you guys look exactly the same. But yeah, no, it's the they're they're pretty close. They're pretty close actually. For I've seen some identical twins that as they age, they get actually they look a lot different. Oh but yeah, like, yeah, 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 but I'm, like I'm, those too. two are pretty close physically. It's true.
1: Okay. Um...
0: So, Anonymous, is it just me, or does it seem like the stars have passed the torch of bad luck to the Pens this year? Dupuy's situation reminds me a bit of Peverly's. Um, the Pens have had a really rough situation... For forever, so yeah, no. I good. mean, they handed it off to the stars for a little bit, but no, no, no. They no, had the it. stars did not like. If anything, like Simi we got Crosby like they missed two freaking seasons. To we a got conclusion. like a contact high, yeah. from playing them. <laughs> the stars did, and then they then like we we're back in our own little like conference, and it wore off, and it's fine. No, the Pens are just oh god. With the with the fact, so what we were going to talk about earlier is the fact that Bo Bennett is now injured again from a hit by TJ Oshie that knocked him into the boards, um, funnily. And it was a legal hit. It, was, it was a legal hit, but it knocked him into the boards. He hit his, He got up holding his shoulder, um, so I'm not sure. They... Obviously, they didn't disclose exactly what was wrong, but he's out four to six weeks. Yeah, he's out for a minute. So, um, but... <sighs> Bo Bennett is made of glass. Um, Sidney Crosby has had concussion, uh, something wrong with his neck, broke his jaw. Yeah, I mean like that that team and a lot of like a lot of their injuries. And Flurry might have a concussion too. Yeah, and a lot of their injuries are friendly fire too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, because, because Crosby's was a deflected shot by a Ginla. Yeah, yeah. So like it was definitely and Bo Bennett injured himself during a celebration for a goal earlier <laughs> this year. So yeah, <laughs> like it's just like, oh, uh, they they wandered into like some poltergeist. lair. And there's, there's some there's something in the water up there. I think it's like, I feel like Yager put a curse on them. They might actually be cursed. They might actually be cursed, and I mean the Dupuis situation actually does remind me a lot of Peverly, and I'm I'm. When he um, wrote his Players' Tribune article. I cried a lot. I, well, yes, obviously. It was a Players' Tribune article. There's a Players' Tribune article. And she was asking me, Marin was asking me about it yesterday, and I was like, nope, I did not read it, because I needed to be productive and not cry all the time. Yeah, so, I don't know if you guys read it, but it's that one by O'Sullivan, Patrick O'Sullivan? Is that his name? Patrick O'Sullivan. I didn't read it who was talking about, I mean, if you guys haven't read it, you really should. And if you are the parent of a hockey child in Canada or the United States, you should absolutely read it. If you spend any time around children's hockey at all, please read this. But it's an article about, about his childhood and the fact that his dad was severely physically abusive. And the article itself was really geared towards the other parents that saw this happen and did nothing. The coaches that saw this and did nothing. The other the other parents of the other kids on the team that saw it did and did nothing. Because he eventually had to save himself at the age of sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason I brought it up yesterday is that I found out yesterday that he wrote a whole book that like he was then I don't know if this was like part of a promotion thing or if like they asked him to boil it down into like a player's tribune thing or if he wanted to do the player's tribune thing. I'm not sure how that happened, but he wrote a whole book that I actually purchased and started reading, and it is even more depressing than just that Players' Tribune article, but oh it's, it's really, really rough to read. Like, it is, it, the things that happened to him were horrifying. Mm. Horrifying. So, <sighs> anyway, that brought us down. But, I mean, the Dewey situation is very similar to Peverly's in that they both were playing. Right. Had horrific things happen to them. And now, even though they would like to continue playing and feel at the top of their game, they physically are just not able to. And I kind of hope that it ends the same way, because Peverly is working for the stars. Like, he's doing... He's well, just going to at least be with them yeah. for the rest of the season. Right. And But the thing is, like, I, I should hope that... I mean, obviously, he has a lot of love for the, the organization. The organization has a lot of love for him. And so... I I would assume that there will be some sort of front office job. for I'm him. sure. I'm sure. And so I mean, and you know, as much as because it doesn't even sound like he wants to leave Pittsburgh. No, I'm. I mean, his kids are there. They're going to school there. He's he, been there for forever. He's been there for like. I eight mean, I years. understand Peverly not necessarily wanting to stick around in Dallas itself because right. he'd been here all of a hot minute when that happened. Right. But, but I, mean, I I really I think I think um. I think it's for the best. Obviously, I we're we're such big like. Injury concerns. Especially people. when you hear about what he was going through when he would ask them to, like, check him out and stuff. Mm. Good lord, fucker. Like, yeah, please. Retire. It makes me sad, but retire. You yeah. need to. This- You're a lovely person, and you will be missed on the pens from a hockey perspective. Yep. But at the same time, you need to get off the ice. There were a lot of very depressing tweets that were, that on the day that he announced, that were talking about the fact that the last game he played, they put him and Kunitz and Crosby back on a line together, and everybody was kind of like, but why?" And it was basically like they knew. They knew that that was going to be his last game, and so they put them back together just just for them, just for Dupuis. I'm having a lot of feelings. I know. I, I literally cried when I read that tweet. It was the worst. Now I'm about to cry. Let's stop. Okay, so who it, it's your turn to read, I believe. Okay. Corey asks... We're going back to a happy place. Uh who on the team gives the most ridiculous secret Santa gift and what is it? I don't know what it is, but I really feel like it's I honestly, let's go with a sleeper conflicted. pick. I'm conflicted. I want to go with a sleeper pick. Who's your sleeper pick? Cody Eakin. Ooh, that is a sleeper pick. Okay, but what is it? Now you have to now that you've done the sleeper pick, what is it? <laughs> it, it, it is it uh, is it is an owl entirely made out of seashells. <laughs> I can I can picture that so clearly at like the Cape Cod souvenir shop actually, that you buy it from. I actually bought one when I was in high school from like Thrift Town. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I've seen those all yeah. over the place. I'm tr- like I'm wondering what like the stars white elephant actually looks like. I uh, my 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 pick is actually Fiddler, and I feel like it's going to be something weird and sexual, like a leopard print man thong. Oh yeah. Like I feel like he would go that route. Is or it like, like most ridiculous, though? Or is that no, just like. Okay, oh, okay, no, okay, no, okay. No, 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 no. Better, better. Because so at one point, my roommate and I watched a bunch of the uh, BuzzFeed Try Guy videos, okay. and they had sexy male swimsuits. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you should watch this video. It's hilarious. That horrifying. They were. They were terrible. <laughs> but there was this one swimsuit, and it was basically worse than a Speedo. Because it was basically a jock strap and it was black, and then it had, it, like, it just had this like one little strip of fabric coming all the way up to the neck, and then it had like a tuxedo collar. Oh my god, that <laughs> sounds horrifying. And I could definitely see Fiddler gifting that yeah. to Tyler Sagan yeah. or someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Some I could. I see, mean, they all have hockey bodies. Yeah, give it to any of them. Yeah, basically. List would watch them try that on. <laughs> <laughs> would watch. Can you scroll down a l- or up a little so I can... Uh, maybe? Okay. It was... Your computer was in the way. Which player in the NHL would you bring home to meet your parents for Christmas? Who do you think they would like? And would they approve of your choice? You also have to wear matching ugly Christmas sweaters. Um, as much as I want to say Jamie... No. I would never bring him home to meet my parents first. Like, I would... They, they would meet him somewhere else very quickly not at Christmas time I would bring Jason Spetzel home for Christmas like <laughs> <'Cause laughs> a great parent nice and polite and he probably would not make inappropriate jokes about the sedine twins and he's I don't know how conservative his politics are but that's where my parents are like they would want to talk about all kinds of terrible things so I, I feel like Jason Demare oh, sorry, sorry not Jason Demare Jason Spezza would just smile and nod and be like yeah oh okay sure <laughs>
1: And he's old enough
0: that my parents would look at me funny. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I'm going to st- I'm going to stick with uh tradition and I'm going to take fake hockey boyfriend Brandon Bollig home. He I think he would be really good with parents. Oh, see, this is in the NHL, not on the stars. Okay. I'm still picking Jason Spezza. No, that's a great choice, though. Like, I mean, <laughs> everything you said is like, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should change mine. No, I think, I think, I think Bolig and my dad would get along fairly well, though he would, my dad would definitely give him the side eye because he's like, I see how she looks at you like a piece of meat. So yeah, I don't look at Spetsa that way. So it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, it would be fine. Uh, but the thing about also my... he has that funny giggle. He does have that funny giggle. <laughs> but but Bowling is a ham, and my dad is a ham. So I feel like if you so and then the thing is obviously like we talked about at the very beginning of this podcast. I have two different Christmases. So if I'm if I'm taking him to my, my parents, I'm only taking him to meet one parent at a time. True. Based on where I'm going. So if he's if it's Kansas City, a he's you know been from he's from St. Louis. True. So that would work out all right, because then we could probably go vi- visit his family, too. And Are there any hockey players from Richmond, Virginia? No, but... Well, that's I don't actually know, but I haven't heard of any. I'm just saying, that's where my parents are from, so if I brought one home from Virginia... That would go over well. That would go over real well. Um, no, but I heard interesting thing. Um, Virginia Beach just got their city council to approve funds to build an NHL arena. Wow. Yeah. Hockey in the South. Again? Right. Dang. Mm-hmm. So they didn't submit a plan for expansion because they hadn't gotten the approval to build the rink yet. Yeah. And they weren't going to pay $2 million without that approval. <sighs> sure. But they just got that approval today. Gary Bettman's going to pee himself. He, he loves, loves hockey in the, the South. South. <laughs> I know. And uh, could you imagine the rivalry with the hurricanes? If the hurricanes got good it would, again. It would make it would probably spark the Hurricanes franchise to have somebody uh, closer to them, yeah. Cause Florida and Tampa can play each other a lot and they definitely have a little bit of a in state rivalry there. But I think I think that's honestly something like Dallas is missing too. Like I wish if there was a team in Houston, holy crap. Can you imagine? Fuck Houston. Also, Steph would abandon ship on the Dallas Stars. Right. And we do look. But see, I don't... I like Houston as a city better than I like Dallas. I wouldn't necessarily like their hockey team better. I'm pretty invested in the current team I have, but... Houston is a city... Okay, I don't want to piss off people from Houston. Houston is a city as a whole. I... That basically slides straight into the swamp. Be a, a Before my hockey fandom, before I became a big <laughs> hockey fan, I had gone to Dallas a couple times and I had gone to Houston several, several times because my ex's family was from Houston. And the people I hung out in Houston were, on the whole, way more fun than anybody I had ever met from Dallas. This is not... This is prior to any of my hockey fan friends, which obviously are the best people who live in Dallas. But... See, prior to... Um, me being a hockey fan and even knowing people through hockey in Dallas, um, all of my really close college friends were from Dallas. So Mm. I've always preferred Dallas to Houston because the only person here in Houston actually lived in the woodlands, which is the swanky part of Houston, which is the swanky part of Houston and doesn't really call itself Houston. They, so, okay. So the thing about Houston is like the actual Houston itself is small. Just but, like Dallas itself is kind yeah, of small. Yeah, just like Dallas itself is kind of small. Like, most cities are kind of small in the actual town. But it's nothing but sprawling suburbs. Because that's the way American does. That, well, I mean, there's nothing but land in Texas, right? Well, so sure. you might as well build out instead of building up. And uh, and, and it's true of, like, both Dallas and Houston. is it, like takes you an hour to get across town regardless. Mm-hmm. And you always have to take a, a freeway. Um, so everybody who says they're from Houston is not actually from Houston. Everybody is from Spring or the Woodlands or like my so my my step uh, my ex stepmom is from Conroe. So like I have nothing. I have I've had two different fa- families in in Houston. So I have nothing but good memories of being in the Houston. I have area. nothing but man, this city sucks to drive around in memories of Houston, and it smells funny. Depends on the part of Houston you're in. It all smells like. Ran's water. That's the south part of Houston, close to the bay. Whatever. Gulf. It's it's close to the Gulf. The Gulf is gross. The Gulf is gross. I mean so just Houston is gross. <laughs> Hi, love you, friends in Houston. Um But not your studying. Anyway, and going back to the question, Brandon Bullock has already proven he can wear an ugly Christmas sweater That's very true. well. Jason Spezza probably has. Uh, he probably owns Ugly Christmas Sweaters. Like, not ironically. Not ironically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of course, Jason Spetsa already has a family. And I'm not trying to, like, this is in an alternate universe yes, where yes, obviously. he doesn't have a family that I'm bogarting their dad from. I also feel like, though... Jason Spezza would be that kind soul to be like, "You don't have anywhere to go on Christmas. Come over." He probably would. He's definitely the one who runs Friendsgiving. Oh, totally is. So he probably runs the like, but like the loner Christmas party because that's when his. Well, friends. he's Canadian. Yeah. Weirdo. Ah. <laughs> secret Canadians, not so secret in the NHL. <laughs> no, I was say, there's not really much of a secret about his Canadianness. No. Uh he did Him play for Ottawa. <laughs> like forever and ever. He did. Um anyway, so that's all we've got for you this week. <laughs> we I said not an hour and thirty, and we're gonna be done in an hour and fifteen. Yeah, yes. Yay! Let um, cut, let'll be cut Little Cut, because you'll cut some ums. It's only like a minute. It'll be an hour it'll be an hour and fifteen. Yay. <laughs> I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish, And you can find our official Twitter at Two Beardiest Ladies or at Beardiest Ladies <laughs> at beardiestladies. Ladies. I've had some beer. <laughs> at Beardiest Ladies on Twitter. And then you can email us if you have any questions that need long format at beardiestladies at gmail.com. And our Tumblr is Ladies dot com and our official blog is TubeBearded Ladies dot And just as a note, we will not be doing a podcast in two weeks, but we will be doing a special anniversary edition on the first... Ah, anniversary podcast! Anniversary podcast! It's going to be so great. And we're also going to watch High School Musical. Woo! Not on the podcast. (laughs) That would be awkward. That would be weird for y'all. And I may or may not be hungover. We'll find out. All right. Just don't vomit. We won't. Anyway. Any, anyway. Bye. 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 Happy seasonal holiday of your choice.